0: Section twenty six of the Curtis Aviation Book by Glenn Curtis and Augustus Post. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Part six The Curtis Pupils and a Description of the Curtis Aeroplane and Motor. Chapter two A Description of the Curtis Biplane. No type of aeroplane is more familiar in America than the Curtis Biplane by long experimentation this machine has been developed for practical use and is now used for military purposes in russia japan italy germany france and the united states the machine is of the general type known as biplane in which there are two sets of wings or surfaces one being directly above the other this type of machine seems to be the most favored by americans for it not only allows of a greater spread of lifting surface for a given width of plane than the monoplane or single-wing type but also it is much stronger than other machines of the same weight as its design permits a system of bridge trussing known as the pratt truss in the curtis machine this feature is especially pronounced because of the greater safety which rigid planes have when compared with flexible wings The woodwork of these aeroplanes is entirely of selected spruce and ash all the posts beams and ribs being laminated the propeller is a particularly difficult piece of laminated work being built up from twelve to eighteen layers of thinly cut wood while the upright posts of the central section are made up of ash and spruce the heavier and more flexible wood forming the core a feature of strength is to be found in the double trussing which is placed in all of the vital parts of the aeroplane where the greatest strength is required all the trussing is made with a cable of galvanized steel wire tested to withstand a pulling strain of nearly half a ton transportation and military use have been especially considered in the construction of the planes the upper and lower planes are made up of interchangeable panels which are so joined together that the machine is easily assembled and taken apart, and may be transported compactly in two flat boxes, which scarcely make one full wagon load, as indicated in an illustration in this book. The wing panels are made up with a light and strong wooden framework, covered with a cloth especially made and treated with a rubber coating for the purpose. The curved ribs are laminated also, and the panels held together by a system of trussing which gives them great strength these panels are covered both top and bottom light and strong bamboo rods extend to the front of the main planes supporting the elevator or forward horizontal surface which acts as the rudder to steer upward and downward similar bamboo rods at the rear support the vertical rudder and rear elevators and stabilizing plane front and rear elevators work in conjunction with each other so that as the front of the machine is directed up the rear of the machine is depressed by the two rear elevators called flippers from their resemblance to these appendages of a seal or turtle each of which is controlled by an individual set of cables so that if one should break or get out of order the other may be used independently The front or rear elevators are sufficient to maintain the fore-and-aft balance of the machine in flight, so if anything happens to one, the other will enable a safe landing to be made. Some aviators take off the front elevating plane entirely, relying solely upon the two rear ones for horizontal control. The elevators and the vertical rudder are manipulated by a single steering post, at the top of which is the steering wheel, Turning the wheel to the right or left steers the aeroplane to the left or to the right, as a boat or an automobile is steered, while pushing the wheel forward directs the machine downward, and pulling the wheel causes it to rise, a system of control in accord with the natural impulse of the operator. To maintain the lateral balance of the aeroplane, there are small, movable planes or ailerons attached at the ends of the main framework. Midway between the upper and lower planes, at the rear. These ailerons are so arranged that the front edge remains in the same position. While the one swings upward, the other swings downward at the back, thus giving an upward pressure of air on the underside of the one, while the other is depressed by the air which strikes it on top. This movement is controlled by a movable back to the aviator's seat or a frame or yoke which fits around the shoulders of the aviator in such a way that he moves the ailerons to the proper position when he leans to the high side of the aeroplane as it tilts and is thus able automatically to correct its balance the motors with which the military and cross-country models are equipped are of the eight-cylinder v-shaped type developing sixty and eighty horsepower the propeller is attached directly to the motor shaft thus doing away with any necessity of gearing which consumes power increases the risk of breakage and decreases reliability the speed of the motor is controlled by a throttle opened and closed by a movement of the left foot the seat for the aviator is placed well forward of the main planes giving him a clear view not only ahead but also straight downward On the military model, a passenger seat is provided immediately beside that of the aviator, and a dual system of control makes it possible for either passenger to operate the machine independently of the other. The aeroplane is mounted upon a three-wheeled chassis with one skid extending from front to rear, the whole landing gear being built strong and rigid to withstand the shock of landing, the most dangerous part of flying elaborate tests are made of the different parts of the machine the panels forming the surfaces are tested by loading them with gravel until they break and then weighing the amount of gravel heaped upon them before they gave way these tests have shown a factor of safety in excess of any strain that could be put on the machine in the air the strain on the various wires and cables is also measured with a special instrument made for that purpose as seen in an illustration every conceivable test has been tried which could give information that would lead to any improvement in strength to withstand strains in addition to the complete knowledge that has come from actual tests under all conditions in the air and on the ground itself by expert fliers who have done almost everything that it is possible to do with the machine as far as trying to find its weak point is concerned dives almost straight down with abrupt turns at the end of the drop put many times the ordinary strain on every part rough landings also show up any lack of strength or fault in the design of the running gear or frame of the machine especially since this machine is not provided with any springs or other device for taking up the shock of a bad landing. Curtis Aeroplane Parts A Complete List To indicate the exact technical knowledge required in building an aeroplane, a matter quite apart from the obvious dash and daring of the aviator, nothing seems more adequate than to include the list of aeroplane and motor parts. The Publishers Reader's Note here follows a list of component parts, continuing for three and a half pages. That list is omitted from this recording. End, note. End of section 26. Recording by Maria Casper.